Now that the Miami Hurricanes have beaten Texas A&M and the Canes are ranked, what does this mean for the expectations? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first and second listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So we're still buzzing off of this 48-33 Miami win against the formerly 23rd-ranked Aggies. Hurricanes are now the 22nd-ranked team in the country. I was at the game. Hoodie Girl was at the game in a different capacity. You were actually among the people, Hoodie. I had to be all buttoned up in the press box. You got to cheer and yell. What was that experience like? Uh, well, it was just, it was so nice to experience a, like a big win. Like I can't remember being in that type of, uh, like atmosphere and having that nervous feeling since 2017 when we were playing Notre Dame. Um, but I was hoping for more of a a bigger fan turnout. I know it was super loud. Like people that were there, like even one of the announcers, when I rewatched the game said, this is the loudest they've heard hard rock in like a really long time. Wow. Uh, but I was, I was hoping that the upper deck would fill out, fill out a little bit more, but everyone that showed up, I mean, it was, it was rocking. Like the, the fans meant business at the game, but no, it was very, especially with how the game started. Like there was definitely like a little bit of a lull across the stadium. Uh, and then, at, you know, we started, we started that comeback, took the lead at halftime and you could just feel that, the the momentum switched that that drive right before the oh, the end of the first half great. so mad watching that two minute drill who it, i mean you i don't know that you could have run that any better and it's like um we didn't necessarily know what to expect out of the shannon dawson offense because in the first week it's very conservative against miami ohio right and listen, and maybe if the, if the canes had been able to run the ball the way that they did week one they probably would have run it a little bit more but shannon dawson adapted because texas and was ready to stop miami's run dawson adapted we didn't know how vertical they would go or even could go but you know, when we talk about expectations changing, Melissa, we'll talk about Miami's national expectations, but I love what this can do for recruiting. I mean, Miami just landed a 2025 wide receiver, we Wade got, and Charles, who watched that game. He's got, like, I, yeah. I want to be a part of that, right? Listen, um, what Kevin Beard is doing with these wide receivers is amazing. I don't know how anybody wouldn't want to play for that man. Uh, but this leads me into my my quote of give Mirabal his limbs back because <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke had all freaking day to throw the ball. Like, honestly, I was watching some replays of stuff, and I actually just tweeted it out, uh, waiting to come on. There were some blocks. Inez Cooper just looked bored. He was like, really? That's yeah. all you got? Like, he's just like, he, they're just like bouncing off of him. That man is a beast. But no, the entire offensive line, like we had a couple holding penalties on, on Francis, but like, that's just some true freshman. Like, it, it wasn't that many. And he looked, I mean, he looked amazing. The whole line looked great um cvd had all day like we went vertical all those fans that were complaining about the offense being vanilla versus miami ohio in week one i hope they're 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 like put a muzzle on them 
Like that was some of those throws, like the Isaiah Horton touchdown pass was like beautiful. Oh my gosh. It was a dime. Um, and then it was so perfect. And I didn't even realize at first, like who was running the route. Like I did, I just saw somebody's open. The ball's going deep. I'm just praying, like, do not drop it. Do, Cause I knew the throw was perfect. Just do not drop it. Mm-hmm. And Horton made a spectacular catch. I mean, in stride, in stride. But honestly, my favorite play of the game was that red zone touchdown to Jacoby George. That the little, like that little pre-snap motion, then he comes back and it had the defense all confused. To watch a functional offense work an entire game, it was so amazing. So amazing. And I I was getting I was getting a little worried in that first quarter uh right. with the with the block punt and then the muff punt, but we we were moving the ball down the field. I'm like, I'm like, it's like I, I even tweeted out, I was like, Twitter needs to calm down. Like everyone was freaking out. I was like, chill, like it's the first quarter. Let's see what happens. And we bounced back from all that adversity. Like teams of the past would have folded and that it would have been a disaster. But I mean, we did the offense did what they wanted the like the entire game. It was beautiful. And like honestly, TVD probably has six or seven touchdown passes, but there were a few drops. Yeah. Uh, which Kevin Beard's gonna clean up. Jacoby George bounced back after that muff punt. Although that one touchdown he the drop in the end zone, I, mm. I mm, is a little overthrown, but I still think maybe he should have had it. Got but the Jacoby had it. on it, yeah. It was it it was close, but yeah. um, you know, it's just kinks were working out. It's only week two. Jacoby George had a heck of a game after muffing that pump, like bounce back great and Oh, it, it was it was just fun to watch the offense. I haven't felt that way in a super long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we're, we're going to dive more into that win. Uh, obviously, you know, Bethune-Cookman this week, it would you know, have to be a catastrophe for Miami not to win this game. But just what it means now to be ranked. And I'm, I'm sure that a lot of the folks that forgot Miami had a football team in the national media are, are being forced now to take notice of this team. We're only getting started here. Hoodie Girl is with us. We're just we're missing our pal Chalupa Batman, but he's he's got a day job. Hoodie Girl, she's got the great hoodie on. We're only getting started here on Locked On Canes. You guys know I'm only getting started on FanDuel. I mean, we're we're not even completely through week one of the NFL season. We just wrapped up week two of the college season. There is so much action yet to be had, my friends. And if you're getting ready for that NFL season, you want to sign up for FanDuel with incredible offers on America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now, that's a deal. We all need that. Uh, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from the spreads to players, props, and more. Tua and Tyreek Hill hit their overs yesterday. The Dolphins covered, the Canes covered. If you're a South Florida football enthusiast, you had a good weekend. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. And guys, a great way to support the show is by signing up for our exclusive SMS texting community through subtext. I include the link in the show description below. I give you guys text messages directly from my phone to yours with show previews, scoops, breaking news, recruiting updates, one-on-ones. You can ask me questions on there. Try it free for 14 days. Click the link in the show description below. And if you like it, you can opt in. No pressure. You can opt in after 14 days for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there uh hoodie girl is with us here on this episode now so hoodie girl uh preseason 
Miami, their over-under was seven and a half wins. I did take the over. My preseason prediction was eight wins. Um, but seven and a half wins over-under. The ACC media voted Miami to finish fifth in the conference this year. Um, things have got to be trending up, right? Now people need to be looking at instead of seven wins, maybe eight or nine wins based on that performance. And, you know, Florida State is the team to beat in the ACC, but I'm not thinking fifth anymore for Miami, am I? I mean, I actually I had a uh, Texas A&M uh, YouTuber uh, uh, tweet at one of my tweets and say that offense looks like a 10-win offense. So wow. I'm, I'm, not go, I'm not going that far. Uh, my preseason prediction was seven and five, maybe eight and four. If we get one of those 50, 50 games, uh, I actually had a and M as one of those seven wins. Um, oh, good for you. Uh, so so just, I had, I had them as one of my eight wins actually, but yeah, yeah, I had, I had them as one of my wins. I thought it was going to be a really close game. I didn't think our offense was going to look as good as it did. So I'm, I'm super hyped about that. A lot of the narrative that people are spinning right now is, oh, well, Texas A&M just isn't as good as everybody thought, blah, blah, blah. Miami's defense still gave up 33 points. And I was just like, first of all, take 14 away from that 33 because because of special teams mishaps, they had the ball in the red zone to start. So I'm not even going there. It wasn't 33 points. Our, our defense looked amazing. Honestly, like I thought we would have had more sacks, but AM's quarterback yeah. was actually pretty good about getting rid of the ball and being pretty elusive. So right. because we put a lot of pressure, we had a lot of hits on him, but he avoided getting sacked. So credit to their their QB. They actually got a stud. Wigman looks like a stud. It's just he doesn't have a lot of help around him, apparently. There was all this well, hype about the receivers. Like, he, he, I thought he did because they, they've got four receivers that are real. I mean, the trio, the top trio is great with Anias Smith. Evan Stewart is going to play in the NFL uh, Noah in a couple Thomas. Of years. Noah Thomas. And then Moose uh, Muhammad. Moose Muhammad is yeah. really good That's also. A great name. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and honestly, they they could be really great receivers, but that's honestly kudos to our defense. Yeah. Our defensive line was pressuring him all day, even though we didn't. I don't. I don't think we had a sack. We didn't. Uh, but they were pressuring him all day. Uh, he he was good about getting rid of the ball quickly, and some of those throws he had to get rid of quicker than others. Um, and I thought our secondary played amazing. That was actually I tweeted out before the game what I thought one of the, my keys to the game. I put five keys, and my first one was safety play and how we cover over the top uh i think cam and, and james play great i was super impressed with uh Jaden davis um he he some of the that forced fumble oh, um, that was, what a he hit. just oh. i mean that put that on a, on a football tutorial on how to tackle like he played great uh to Corey couch had that interception at the end to to end the game like I, th I thought our secondary played a lot better than what I expected them to play. Um, there was a little bit there in the second half where it looks like we were playing more of a softer coverage to not yeah. give up the big play. And I was kind of getting annoyed. I was like, no, like, let's keep pressuring. I understand why Gidry did it. But um, I had said I was like, if we win this game, I think Gidry's the guy that's going to get all the praise. I think our defense is going to win it for us. Um, and our defense did do great, but all all the freaking credit in the world to Coach Dawson because that oh, was yeah. just a heck of an offensive an offensive game. Like it was just watching a functional offensive line, TVD yeah. having all day to throw. Like the run game wasn't really doing it; they were playing to stop the run. So we went vertical, and it just I mean Colby X, Jacoby Horton had that had that great catch. Like it was just Cam McCormick blocking. 
this dude needs to be getting and, all the and, credit. And Cam, Cam had a clutch catch too. I didn't think yeah. he had that. He had a big first down catch. I'm like, oh, it was McCormick. He caught that. Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about are we going to use our tight ends in the offense? And I was just like, right now our tight end, our tight end Cam is is his blocking is massive for us. So I'm hoping to see some more, you know, offensive throwing to the tight ends because we've got some talented dudes on that roster. But yeah, I mean, the offense, the offense looks great. I'm I'm interested to see when ACC when ACC play starts how we do our. I think not to overlook anybody coming up. But I think our next big test is on the road at Chapel Hill, and I'm actually going to that game. So oh, I'm hoping to, to wash a bad taste in my mouth because I went to that game in 2019, yeah, in 2019, where we ended up losing after we gave up a big fourth down conversion. So I'm hoping to, to fix that, get some revenge, and have a big win there. Wow. No, and, and to add add on something you were saying, because you were you were talking about how, of course, like, you know, when someone wins, someone else has to lose. And I wish Miami was just getting all the credit. But yeah, listen, te- we, we knew what the narrative would be if Texas AM lost, right? It'd be the narrative would be the Jimbo Fisher buyout. The narrative would be this is a collection of individuals, but are they a team? Are Jimbo and Bobby Petrino, are they getting along? So unfortunately, the, the media is trying to steal some of Miami's thunder uh, and make these excuses. But if they're going to make excuses, if the shoe had been on the other foot uh, with this sense, Melissa, because Miami's defense did a damn good job, despite the fact that for most of the game, they were without three quarters of their starting defensive line, right? If that had been Texas A&M, if Texas A&M who lost the game, if they had had three out of their four starting defensive linemen get hurt and miss the second half plus, don't you think that would be, well... How are we supposed to win the game and protect our quarterback without our defensive line? Miami wins the game despite, and hopefully these guys are all okay. Uh, we'll get, you know, better injury reports, you know, throughout the week, I'm sure. But Akeem Mesidor, Branson Dean, Nigel e. Kelly, they all left the game, didn't return, and yet they were still able to keep the pressure. That's another testament to how good Lance Gidry was and how good the backup, Jared Harrison Hunt, played a hell of a game. Reuben Bain getting more work, like great job by all. Did you did you see that replay of of Bain taking a towel from one of the yes. the A and M players? I yeah. think it was I think it was Amari Daniels. I think they went to the same high school. Yep, they did. Um, right, but right um, because he even reached because someone posted it on Twitter and he retweeted something, quote tweeted something about it. But I didn't even notice it. It, it took me a minute to even no. realize when yeah. I was watching the replay. I was like, "What a baller!" No, I mean, I honestly, I didn't even realize we were missing defensive linemen because I, I sit like in the nosebleed, so it's hard to tell who oh, what yeah. number is what. So I didn't even realize it until someone was texting me about it, saying, "Oh, we're missing so and so and so and so," and and Fletcher's out with an injury and like. So luckily we have a stable of running backs, but no, the defense of the, our, our depth, I was worried about our depth at defensive line, but it looks like the players that came in, were still getting good pressure. Um, I don't know how good A&M's O-line is supposed to be. Not, um, not nearly as good as their D-line. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I just, I don't know how to, first of all, it's the first time since 2013 we've beaten an SEC opponent. So I'm going to take That's that. Right. It's a win against yeah. a ranked opponent at home. It's a convincing win against a, a, a ranked SEC opponent. Um, but I, I just, I was saying, I was like, whoever wins this game, they're going to have a lot of momentum going into their conference play. And I think this is going to give us, I, I'm like, we should be four and oh, going into conference play. Yeah. I'm grateful for how our schedule works out where we had this game early and now we have 
Bethune and then Temple. And then we have a bye going into, into ACC play because it gives our players a chance. Like those are we're injured, gives them a chance. We don't need to rush them back. Mm. There's no, there, we, we don't have a reason why we should be rushing these players back. We should be taking care of business against Bethune. We should be taking care of business against Temple. Then we got the bye and then we start with Georgia Tech and everybody fresh. Let's go into ACC play. The ACC is wide open. FSU is the team to beat, but we have a lot of opportunities to beat that other team in Charlotte this year. Because we play a lot of the other contenders. If you think about it, we play FSU, we play Clemson, yeah. we play UNC, we play NC State. We 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 can dictate our path to getting to being one of those contenders in the ACC this year. And with this win, I think it gives us momentum and. I think at, at, for a first time in a long time, Canes fans have a little bit of hope and a little bit of like, okay, we we have something to root for. We have something to cheer for. There, there's some, there's a little bit of hype that we can have now coming off this big win. Yeah, the conference looks somewhat open, like you're saying. Um, you know, Florida State, based on their first two weeks, obviously they look like the clear class of the ACC right now. Cle- Clemson will still be a tough game for Miami. I'm not going to be like, oh, we're going to beat those guys. Like, eh, I know they lost to Duke in the opener. Clemson is still a really talented team, but they, they're obviously vulnerable. Uh, the good news yeah. for Miami is Duke is not on the schedule this year. You don't have to worry about them, right? They, listen, Mike Elko, bro. A yeah, and fans are all over Twitter saying, "Bring Elko, bring Elko." Like, so was he a coach at A and M? Elko, uh, I, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they're like, "Bring him back, bring him back." Yeah, what he's doing at Duke, like that. Listen, only seven points. Wow, it's oh, crazy. That was crazy. So. Duke becoming a football school is that's yeah. what's happening like <laughs> yeah yeah I'll say shout out to uh to Candace and Kenton on locked on ACC because last year all year they were singing the praises of Mike Elko when no one else would understand it or believe it they were talking about how great Elko was uh before we let you run hoodie got to get uh got to get your basketball updates here because I I saw Miami landed Austin Swartz last week which was huge uh your take on that and are, are are we are we trying to grab a five star as well yeah, Austin Swartz is is a big time commit, four star guy, uh, kind of like a combo guard. He he his offensive game is ridiculous. Can create his own shot. Um, definitely a bucket maker. Huge pickup for for Coach L. I'm excited about him. And then over this last week, we had five star Jaleel Bethea visit. Um, he's he's got a lot of. Um, I should have wrote down who's on his top list. Uh, I know he's. I think Kansas Villanova. I think he had a schedule. He has a schedule visit to Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. I should have looked this up before I came on. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of rumors going on after his after his visit to Miami. Someone had posted that he may be shutting down his other visits and not doing them. And there and there's some rumors that he might be committing to Miami in the next week. I don't know. It's just rumors. Don't believe everything you hear on the internet. But to get Bethea and Swartz um, as 24 commits, our backcourt would be insane wow. for yeah. a couple for years well a year or two to come i don't know if Bethea would be a one and done but yeah, maybe. i mean getting swords are yeah getting getting swords and then getting Bethea like that's insane a four and a five star guard guard combo coming in Ooh, that's i know everyone's focused on football but just in the back of your mind keep an eye on kane's hoops because basketball season starts in november and Coach L on the recruiting trail is doing some big, big things. So there's a lot to look forward to. The last time I wore this hoodie on your pod, by the way, is right before we played in the final four. So yep, I break right. this hoodie out for for big time 
for big time things. And I felt like a ranked win against an SEC opponent is is a better no, no better time than to break out the break out the the special hoodie. So that's great. And Hoodie Girl does an awesome job on the buckets podcast. When's the next buckets buckets pod on five reasons? Um, keep an eye out on my Twitter. Cause we, we, we don't have anything scheduled right now. It's kind of like, let's let football season kind of get into groove. Um, but if we land Bethea, we might need to have an emergency oh, pod to yeah. be talking about both yeah. of these. We will talk about Austin Swartz on our next pod. It probably won't be this week. Uh, maybe next week. Um, it's just scheduling conflicts with, with work. Fish just travel to the game. Bethune's on a Thursday, so we don't want to do a pod during the football game. So, yeah. But in the coming weeks, we're going to have a pod, and we'll break down Swartz and hopefully uh, Bethea committing to Miami. Um, but coming up soon, we'll be we'll start breaking down what we expect for the season, men's and women's, start talking about some of our non-conference opponents. We play at Barclays in December against Colorado. So... Uh, hopefully I'll be there for that. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up for hoops, but I know the fo- the focus right now is football and that's okay. There's a lot to talk about. So we got, there's a lot of hype surrounding Miami athletics in general. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good second half of 2023. Amen to that. And make sure you follow hoodie girl on X, or if you still call it Twitter, that's fine too. At the cooler Mel B. I still call it Twitter, but it's like, I don't know. Should I start calling it X? I, I don't it know. It just sounds wrong. Weird. I can't. Although, Sorry, you know Elon. What? Let me say this. I, I know everybody just likes to just hate on everything Elon does. It is what it is. Whatever. I don't really care. I don't care that much about Elon one way or another. But I will tell you, when this app was first created and they told me there's something called Twitter, I'm like, that sounds stupid. Like it's a stupid. If they had called it X back then, like when it was first created, I would, that sounds better than Twitter. But now, you know, it's yeah. been like 17, 18 years. It's the, been called Twitter. It's weird. The DM limits is starting to get to me though, because I'm talking to so many different Canes fans and I, I'm not paying for the. Oh, neither am I. I would be I keep getting locked out of my DMs. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, I don't. I, I, there was one night I was, I was, yeah. I was DMing with Coop. We were talking football and whatever. And I had to text him and be like, my Twitter DMs, like I'm locked out for however long because I hit my oh. limit. I'm like, this is really annoying. By if the way, keeps, can, can if you it tell, keeps happening, you, I may have to pay for it. <laughs> sorry to keep interrupting you, but can you tell coach Coop to have some faith in his team next time? He's picking the Aggies to win. He I, he tries to be neutral, Coop. I know. You have to watch watch his latest episode of Walking and Venting with Coop. He explains why. He's just he doesn't want to be one of those YouTubers that like is yeah. all Miami hype and then we, we suck and all of these things. So he's just trying to be neutral. So he wanted to be wrong. He says it all the time. He's like, I want to be wrong when I pick these things. So but no, listen, if if and if any of y'all haven't watched Coach Coop stuff. What he's doing this year is yeah. insane. The off season with the virtual thing. And then now he's got the walking invention. He's got like the couch confessions with Coop. He watches the game live. He has the, the call in before like his channel is so much freaking fun. If you guys aren't following Coop, you need to. Um, but yeah, maybe he'll get some more hype if we keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, it, I, I thought it was funny that people are dogging him for picking a and M. So I, I, I had, I had to throw in a little jab, but it's all out of love. Uh, So Hoodie Girl, awesome job. We will talk to everyone next time. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, smash that like button, subscribe to Locked on Kane, subscribe to the audio version. You want to take us with you wherever you go. And we will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Kane's part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.